Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in Health IT, we are going to talk about handling a strike. We're not going to talk about the strike per se, but we are going to talk about handling a strike. Actually, we will talk about the strike and then how a healthcare organization can deal with it. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We have two show sponsors for the Today Show so far this year. We have Canon Medical and Taucite, and we want to thank them for investing in developing the next generation of health leaders. You can check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. If your company is interested in becoming a sponsor of This Week Health, go ahead and check out our website, thisweekhealth.com slash sponsors. There you go. All right, where can I go for this? I'm going to go to Becker's. I'm going to go to the Becker's story on the nurse strike, give you a little background on this. So nurses strike at two New York City hospitals. Members of the New York State Nurse Association went on strike January 9th at two New York City hospitals, Mount Sinai and uh, Montefiore. Uh, the union represents 7,000 nurses who are striking for fair contracts that improve patient care. According to the news release, hospitals have moved patients and implemented other contingency plans to prepare for the strike. Again, I'm going to talk about handling a strike, but probably not for them. They're already well underway in this process, but this will not be the last strike of the year, uh, given some of the unrest that's going on. Uh, union members delivered 10-day strike notice December 30th, and it goes on. As of January 6th, tentative agreements had been reached on behalf of 4,000 nurses. So that's why that number is less than the 10,000. Let's see. Let's see if we can figure out what they're striking about. So Governor Hochul should listen to frontline COVID nurse heroes and respect our federally protected labor and collective bargaining rights. A union statement said nurses don't want to strike. Bosses have pushed us to strike by refusing to seriously consider our proposals to address the desperate crisis of unsafe staffing that harms our patients. All right. So that's the positioning the strike plans uh, come amid negotiations for a new contract. During negotiations, nurses have expressed concerns about staffing levels and contend that hospitals are not doing enough to keep workers at the bedside in terms of issues such as staffing, pay, and benefits. Hospitals say they have been negotiating in good faith to reach a fair contract. <clears throat> uh, da -da -da -da. I'll skip that. Uh, in a statement, Mount Sinai expressed disappointment about the union rejecting the governor's request and contends that the union refused to accept the exact same 19.1% increase in wages offered, agreed to by eight other hospitals, including two other Mount Sinai health system campuses. Our first priority is the safety of our patients. The statement read, we're prepared to minimize disruption and we encourage Mount Sinai nurses to continue providing the world-class care they're known for in spite of the strike. Uh, some other statements. All right, so that's the positioning. Again, I'm not going to comment on the on the strike. They will all be positioned as uh, in the best interest of the patients. And 
hopefully that's what it's about. But I think we have a challenge. We have a challenge getting enough nurses. So the schedules are very taxing. I mean, we've talked about this on several episodes. Very taxing, very difficult time. Coming through the pandemic, nurses face situations where they could be uh, treated poorly in the ER and whatnot. And we've talked about that and how that is a leadership problem that the leadership needs to get ahead of. We talked about a couple health systems that have put together rules that essentially say, this is how patients, this is the line that patients can't cross. And if they do cross that line, they will be patched up like a mash unit and sent out. All right, so that's that's the, the general uh, background of the story. Strikes happen. We were a 16 hospital system, California and Texas. We had of the 16 hospitals, maybe three, I think were covered by unions and not in their entirety, partially, one was in its entirety, others were partially. And we had, I think we faced at least one strike while I was there, maybe two. And uh, the situation is one that requires IT to really get ahead of the curve. Think about this. I mean, you're essentially gonna be onboarding a lot of staff very quickly. A lot of contract staff, you're going to be transferring patients and doing a lot of things to make sure that the patients get the best care they possibly can get or need to get, right? And so one of the first things you have to have is a great identity management system that you're going to be able to turn on and off accounts very quickly. When I got to St. Joseph Health, it used to take us uh, about 10 days to turn on an account correctly. Now, we, we lots of reasons for that, lots of legacy, lots of other reasons for that. Hopefully we've gotten beyond that. If you're in that category, you have to start planning way ahead of time for something like this. Now, where we got to towards the end of my tenure was closer to a 24 to 48 hour turnaround for new account creation. So we were able to turn on a new nurse with the right credentials and the right security mechanisms and privacy mechanisms in place pretty quickly. We were able to ramp up machines if machines were needed. We were able to uh, turn off accounts for those who were striking and who weren't coming in on the off chance that there was going to be an issue there. So we had to turn those accounts off. By the way, our strikes didn't last all that long. And so because our strikes didn't last all that long, we had to turn all those accounts right back on as well so so again a lot a a lot of things having to do with turning things on turning things off uh you also have a training challenge now hopefully you're bringing on uh, nurses that have worked at your hospital before you're gonna have you still have to provide care people are still going to come in you're still serving your geographies in the case of our strike we were the primary hospital in that market and so people were still coming even though there was a strike going on And so we were hiring people. We had uh, training challenges. We had to keep people up to speed. We had to train new people on our EHR as rapidly as we possibly could, right? So you had a uh, significant amount of things that we had to take into account in bringing people uh, up on the system and turning accounts off on the system and training those users. So from an IT perspective, you have to have those systems in place. And again, this isn't a conversation for these systems that are going through this right now. This is a conversation for those of you who have unions uh, and who have the potential for a worker or work stoppage of some kind or workers walking out 
And I would say, given the current environment, given the staffing shortages, given the uh, coming through the pandemic, there's a better than average chance that we will see a couple more of these strikes. And so you're going to want to get ahead of those processes. Again, your identity system, your uh, account provisioning system, your training and bringing up to, uh, people up to speed, all of those things become incredibly critical when you are facing this kind of situation. So uh, hopefully they can come to terms soon, but even more important than that, hopefully they can come up with a situation that provides the best care for the patients in those communities and the best environment for the clinical workers who are striving to provide the best care they possibly can. All right, that's all for today. If you know of someone that can benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. In fact, right now, shoot them an email. This is uh, one of our goals for this year is to get this in the hands of more people. Get this show, get our Newsday show, our community show, and our conference show into the hands of more people out there. And we're going to do that through you. So we hope if you're benefiting from this, that you'll shoot a note to somebody and say, hey, listen to these podcasts. I'm listening to them. Love to talk to you about them. That's it. I, they can, hey, by the way, they can subscribe on uh, anywhere they listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture. Uh, we want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. They are Tausite and Canon Medical. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. More information on sponsoring, thisweekhealth.com slash sponsors. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.